This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. DJ them jeans. The sun is peeking out. I forced you to do some uh, blue collar style manual labor uh, yesterday, <laughs> um, and I just kind of want to thank you on record for that um, because it was very helpful. And even though I framed it as we, um, I did stand there like a bored housewife and watch you use your little <laughs> drill. Uh, did it feel emasculating at all to see a grown man kind of take control? Uh, in your own home? Not at all, actually. It, it was more of a relief, and I feel um, it's pretty tough for me to feel emasculated because that's kind of my baseline. Yeah. So I, I wasn't. I, I liked watching you because you know you talk all this shit about be it being Carhartt TJ. You know what I mean? Like it's nothing for me to get down into the plumbing, the electrical. You know, I <laughs> I, I do yard work. I do it all. But I've never seen you. Yeah, you know, this is something you do in private. You know, so I've mm-hmm. never seen you do it. But yesterday. I'm not going to say you're kind of up to exacting standards by any means. You're playing fast and loose with it, like one of your little DJ sets. But <laughs> it's called improvisation, bro. You you get the job done, and that's that's you know that's all I care about is a job well done. So I just want to thank you for that. You saved me approximately 75 USD on a uh, a task rabbit that you know would smell like an Uber driver wearing you know some off brand joggers. So I really appreciate. <laughs> I really appreciate that alone, but thank you for that. My pleasure, bro. And we got the thing hung. We got the art. The art has been handled. The art was handled. Yeah, we we did some art handler cosplay. Jason um, was wearing wearing his dickies with a shoestring belt. It was kind of weird, but <laughs> he said he likes to get into character for these jobs, which is nice. How did it feel that my uh, I, I arrived at your home with all of my necessary tools? in a Paris Review tote bag. Did that change any of the... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was a lot. Jason, your look actually... Jason came over last night. He was wearing the Big Bird flavor arteric shell because it was still a little rainy. Mm -hmm. He had on the kind of classic TJ, you know, baggy slacks, some um, Gore-Tex footwear, (laughs) uh, a Masoni sweater, and a Paris Review tote bag full of tools. Um... (laughs) And I was like, I can't tell if this is like the hottest thing I've ever seen or the most confusing thing I've ever seen, which is kind of your your trick mm-hmm. with the fairer sex anyway. So it, it tracks. Yeah, you were basically sliding off the couch. <laughs> in in the terms words of your wetness. In, in the words of our friend Stevie, uh, it was flooding my basement. Uh, yeah, that's that's, <laughs> that's right. So I, I but, but yeah, it was it was fun. It was fun to get that done before we we strolled over to. Um, Hip hop's own uh, John and Vinny's <laughs> to, to get a to get a to get a meal while listening to Little Baby at piercing volume. Yeah, we had a full two hour dinner, and I have no idea what we talked about. I could not tell <laughs> could you a single conversation us. besides Scott Sternberg asking us to kiss. I don't remember anything either. Mm-hmm. Um, but <laughs> except except of course the delicious fare and that that special salad. 
that I'm willing to stomach the five elements for. <laughs> um, and that's that's you know that the, the 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 popularity of Jim Lettuce is something we've covered quite a lot on this podcast. But I I dare to say that. John and Vinny might might do it the best for my money right now. Yeah, John and or Vinny have their feet on the necks of my gem lettuce mouth. <laughs> it's completely controlling the narrative, and I am uh, powerless to their whims. Um, yeah, it's got a little kick to it. I was, you know, I was, a little, it, it. it did make me upset because. You know, it really you, you see the old people at restaurants. You're looking at the menu with their cell phone light. Nobody can hear anything if the music is one decibel. And you're like, all right, you know, slow down, Grandpa. It's a little dramatic. Like it's yeah, not, yeah. But at a certain point, it does become truly too loud for you. Like it's not like a matter of hearing. Uh, it's it's literally just the music is too loud to have a conversation, and I and I wonder if people have stopped prioritizing conversation at dinner yeah, in yeah, dude. Yeah, in favor definitely. of you know sick ass beats. I guess if you play if you play rap caviar loud enough, I don't need to talk to anybody. You know, is kind of the vibe. Mm-hmm. I, I I think that there's some probably. I I feel like John and Vinny's is such a successful operation in so many ways uh, that they've probably done. I feel like they've probably done some research on the exact decibel level mm-hmm. that will like make it hard to talk, but won't make anyone like walk out without paying. Yeah, I mean it, it's it can't be so loud that you can't look at TikToks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, speaking of speaking of TikTok, uh, you know the New York Times, uh, the failing New York Times has done one of their classic tweets. It seems the internet can't get enough of Nepo baby content. Mm-hmm. A deleted video from Romy Mars, the daughter of Sophia Coppola and Tomas Mars, who who has said she is not allowed on social media, garnered more views than the Last of Us season finale. <laughs> and that the headline is why do people care that Sophia Coppola's daughter was grounded? <laughs> and I'm like, guys, like because that is what we that's what we need. I don't want to watch the Last of Us. I, it, the fact that the most popular TV show on television since since succession since succession was was off cycle is based on a video game is something i feel like we haven't talked about enough <laughs> and and i think that sophia coppola's uh daughter doing a perfect tiktok that had everything is truly more is what we want more than dramatic television i i really think that yeah i mean it's it's a real person playing a real character obviously it's like a little bit of a uh exaggerated version of her true self because she is recording a video of herself yeah yeah you know, talking to nobody so like you are creating a character but you know there are moments and or glimpses of true humanity happening and you can't really get that from you know a comic book based narrative or a video game based narrative. I mean, much more so than a video game. You know, I I would rather have content that has been mined by a video game than by a comic book, just in terms of that's interesting. You know, how how complex the narrative can be. I would say I would say that those two things are equally awful, and I'm not going to choose. But I'm glad that you kind of, no pun intended, chose a fighter in this battle. <laughs> Well, I mean, if if you gun to your head, if you do have to pick either one, you know, one is a, a two dimensional art form, you know, True. based with you know on, on superheroes and things like that, and a video game nowadays, especially has you know 
famous voice actors and writers and full teams building mm-hmm. complex storylines versus just like mm-hmm. you know some uh, some panel line drawings and storyboards. Not the games, not the games I play. It's just big guns and bad guys. <laughs> so I don't know what you're talking about, well, but I'm glad that you're, you're 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 not doing single player. That's the problem. Oh, um, you're okay, probably just okay. doing like uh, war, war zone, or team yeah. deathmatch, or things like that, yeah, yeah. and you lose almost all of the storyline there. So I think I like that's to- an easy solve <laughs> moving forward. Is what I I'm like saying. to build. I like to strap on my headset and talk to my fellow incels about murder for a couple hours before bed. So it's kind of my outlet. It's for me. It's not enough to shoot the Nazi zombies. I want to hear their stories, okay, learn from you them. <laughs> You want <laughs> you want your Nazi zombie to be voiced by John Hamm and to have a nice arc. I mean, if the option is there, why the heck not? You know, I mean, obviously sure. the budget's why are not? there. Why not? But I, I just I, I don't understand. Like it seems. I mean, obviously I know why the New York Times is doing this, but it it just doesn't seem like um like it seems like such an obvious answer to that query. Like right. it's like why do people care? <laughs> really? Why do you fucking think people care? It's it's a it's famous rich people's daughter saying she tried to charter a helicopter and got grounded. Mm-hmm. How could you not care about that? That is great. That's funny. Even if you hate celebrities, even if you think these people are pretentious idiots, you don't like their output, you ha- like that is just baseline funny. Yeah, I mean, speaking of succession, that is a likely and plausible storyline in succession. Yeah. And if we were to see an episode where that happens, it would be pretty funny and you would love to watch it. I mean, there's there's multiple scenes involving helicopters on succession where you're like, oh, this is crazy. Like there's a scene where the lead and uh, a chick that he uh, strikes up a romance with have like a hot and heavy like drug relapse tryst they like fucked in a helicopter and accidentally hit like, yeah, the, yeah. a button to turn it on and it started flying away. Like that's, that's, it's so incredibly unrelatable, but you know, it does happen out there. And this, yeah, this is a real version is, of that. This is like a real version yeah. of that. Like, that's a good point. That's a good point. You can't buy that shit, brother. Oh, you really can't. I mean, we had a good run. We had, a, we had a good run. Um, last night we went to, after dinner, we went and met, uh, Chloe Wise at at the Kibitz room at Cantor's on Fairfax, home of Axl Rose. I I just walked in there because you guys went outside to smoke a cigarette, and I was just like sitting there alone, <laughs> and I was like, "Damn, this is what like an alcohol. This is what being an alcoholic really feels like." And I, I was just I don't know what it was about the setting. It was like a Wednesday night. It's raining. There's like four nasty motherfuckers drinking White Russians, talking about baseball <laughs> at the bar. Mm-hmm. I, I had a moment of of gratitude. I was like, I'm I'm really happy this isn't my day to day. Like this is not my life. Even though I find that place really charming and it's classic, sure. I just feel like that particular moment I had to take stock of my life. And I thank you for going outside to have a Hestia, so I could kind of <laughs> I could I could kind of have those have those emotions. Chris run Chris me. needs more. Um, you know, displays of gratitude where he can learn from. And it's never easy to do that. It's never easy to go to a shithole dive bar and look at people kind of throw their lives away uh, with with crippling alcohol addictions. But, you know, you're able to see a silver lining on that. And I think there's some good growth there for you. It's something that I have done so much in my life. Hang out at a shitty dive bar and get fucked up or whatever. And I mean, play, play pool with a drug dealer. <laughs> Obviously, same. <laughs> 
<laughs> All right, if I if I win this one, bro, I get it. I get a gram. Don't play me again. But I would rather do that than than a um a planned bowling outing or something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, I think the charm. I mean, I understand the charm of of a like a shitty bar. Like I I get the appeal. There's a jukebox. You know, I understand. Like there's a wallflowers fucking platinum plaque on the wall. I understand mm-hmm. the the appeal. I guess it's just there was something about just like. You know, that wasn't busy enough. There was no music on. It was just there was a lot of factors that played into the charm kind of being lost for that moment and me having to reckon with what was actually happening, yeah. you know. And I, I think the uh, the juxtaposition of Wu-Tang meatballs <laughs> and then you walk across the street yeah, 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 to a place, you know, literally known as being like one of the rowdiest, raunchiest bars in the history of Los Angeles you know every 80s hair metal you know yeah. band just did coke and rage there all the time infamous stories from all these bands and that was considered a a safe solemn space to have a nice conversation with your friends yeah, compared yeah, to yeah. the place yeah yeah with uh with <laughs> fucking 48 <laughs> bottles of orange wine on the yeah, menu yeah no 100%, 100%. <laughs> the place where i'm paying 18 for cheese sticks i can't even fucking talk <laughs> all right we do have a, we do have a guest today uh will summer is a is a uh, journalist um he is uh also the author of a new book about QAnon. Mm-hmm. Uh, Trust the Plan, The Rise of QAnon, The Conspiracy That Unhinged, unhinged America. Um, he's also the co-host of uh, Fever Dreams, a podcast with uh, Kelly Wheel. Mm-hmm. I listened to a couple episodes of the podcast in, in preparation for it, actually, and and I did like it. It was good. It was a little mix of... It's, it's rare to find a sort of left-leaning commentary podcast that also kind of peppers in some lifestyle stuff that we cover um and you know kind of keeps it light so i i applaud them for doing that yeah i applaud that too um but i i know you're a big conspiracy guy so this is going to be big for you i am and i'm i'm not you know i'm not going to go jack wagner mode by any means but this is you know (laughs) this is a fairly interesting this is like a topic that truly has captivated america and, and beyond um but I, I can't imagine writing an entire book about it. I feel like you you start to fucking go crazy. Yeah, you know? and I I'm I'm looking forward to the day where we can make conspiracy theories great again, and they don't all have to be, you know, I mean, if you if you search conspiracy theories nowadays, like ninety nine percent of them are related to you know right wing or QAnon related conspiracy theories. And yeah. It's, yeah. To me it's just not really that fun compared to all the all the majesty yeah. of back in of our day. Great consp- yeah, back in our day. You know, I I want some eco-terrorist, anarchist conspiracy theory, you know, some real good stuff, not just Not me. I'm just I'm a classic Bush did 9/11, Stevie Wonder isn't blind. Those are my two number. <laughs> those are my two number ones. So Okay. I'm sure Will's going to have a lot to weigh in on those uh, on those hero items as well. If he's not if he's not writing a book about Stevie Wonder checking out the asses of the Laker girls and everybody <laughs> noticing, then this podcast is fucking over. I'm going to get um I'm going to get Malcolm <laughs> Gladwell on the horn and pitch him that idea. I think we can do a six-part series on, on finding Stevie. Our friends over at Pushkin need content. I've heard so. All right, let's uh, let's get let's give Will a jingle and, and see what he's up to. All right, all right, Jason. I want to talk to you about uh, David Smith. Uh, he's got a new show opening at Hauser and Worth in New York at the Twenty Second Street location. 
Uh, if you're not familiar with David, uh, he is one of the most influential, innovative artists of the 20th century, mostly known for sculpture. But this guy was doing his best work in the last five years of his life, which is uh, <laughs> kind of what I'm hoping for myself. <laughs> and just to be clear, his best work was done back in the 60s. It's important to note when, when he did pass away. It is away. important to know, but the sculptures are very interesting. They're cool. Show closes April 13th. No one thing. David Smith, late sculptures at Hauser & Wirth 22nd Street Gallery. Seven of the artist's most important sculptures from the very final years. These are very important sculptures from his final years. And as much as you want to touch them, they are look, but do not. Mm -hmm. Don't make us look bad uh, is, kind of, is kind of what we're saying. Don't go in there and start knocking stuff over. <laughs> uh, David Smith uh, is now open at Hauser & Wirth in New York at the 22nd Street location. And it closes on April 13th. Got it. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement with over 1 million people seeing thicker, stronger, faster growing hair with less shedding. Jason, hair thinning impacts a lot of us. Uh, in fact, over half of us will experience hair thinning at some point in our lives. Yeah. It's not only common. Jason, it's normal. Mm -hmm. So I think it's time to join the over 1 million people who are doing something about it thanks to Nutrafol. Hair thinning is complicated, uh, and the problem is it's actually much bigger than your hair alone. Like your skin, hair is a reflection of your health, mm. um, which if that's the case, Jason, then you're in top physical condition. Uh, <laughs> internal factors can impact the way your hair looks, feels, and grows. Nutrafol's whole body approach multi-targets underlying root causes like stress, hormone fluctuations, and nutrient gaps for visibly Thicker, you know I like them thick, stronger hair. It's all connected, your body. It's all connected. Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code HOWLONG. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and stylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com, spelled N U T. R-A-F-O-L dot com promo code how long that's Nutrafol.com promo code how long this episode of how long gone is brought to you by booking.com that is booking dot yeah booking.com offers so many possibilities across the U.S. Uh, from relaxing beach resorts which you know I, I love and I'm a big fan of love to bake in the sun to remote mountain cabins we can go up there and work on your kind of acoustic album. Mm. The multitude of choices across the beautiful United States of America on Booking.com allow you to book whoever you want to be. I, Jason, you know me. I, I'm a different version of myself depending on where I'm traveling and who I'm with. You know, I mean, it's always baseline. Oh wow! It's baseline, Chris. Diva alert! It's baseline, Chris. But when I'm in Australia, it's different. But in the U.S., if I go to Florida, if I go to Georgia, if I go to California, if I go to Wyoming, you know, I, I'm going to switch up my swag a little bit. Oof! I can only imagine. I I just recently used Booking.com to take a little uh, post V-Day trip up into wine country, mm. and I can't wait to see who I will be when I am there. So book whoever you want to be on Booking.com. Booking dot yeah. I use NordVPN often when I'm bouncing back and forth uh, between New York and LA and YouTube TV tries to lock me the fuck out. NordVPN lets me bypass this and watch all my important uh, back episodes of Below Deck. <laughs> they have VPN servers everywhere. You can choose from 5,400 servers in 59 countries. Enjoy the internet with no limits 
or borders. I like that. P2P is welcome here. Share large files with no hassle thanks to hundreds of secure P2P servers. Worldwide access. Enjoy instant secure access to hundreds of streaming websites worldwide. Ultra fast connection. You don't need to sacrifice speed for better security. NordVPN gives you both. Uninterrupted streaming. Bye-bye buffering. <laughs> Later, bitch. Uh, enjoy your TV time anywhere you are, anywhere in the world. NordVPN is the answer if you want to watch TV even if you're in Shanghai. If you've been thinking about getting a VPN, uh, go to nordvpn.com slash HLG, and that will help us out as well. Every purchase of a two-year plan will receive four bonus months for free. That is the best deal you can find for NordVPN online currently on this date. So visit nordvpn.com slash HLG today. Want to make a podcast? Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easily, then distribute it everywhere, and even earn money. We like that. All in one place for totally free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your cellular telephone or your computer, so no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else, those other places that podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. And when you want to take conversations with your fans to the next level, Q&As and polls are the best way to get them talking. With Spotify for podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free. Zero catch. We've been using it ever since we started How Long Gone. And ever since I discovered Spotify for Podcasters, I feel like having the option of turning off the Q&As and the polls on the user dashboard <laughs> has really helped uh, boost my creativity and take it to another level. I highly recommend giving it a try. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com slash podcasters to get started. So, I mean, so Chris, you mentioned the Stevie Wonder thing. I mean, you know, I, I've seen that video of him catching the mic stand, right? And you wonder. <laughs> yes. Yeah, a classic. Yes. Classic art. That, that's a real, like, you know, up late with the boys. You know, you kill a 12 pack and someone's like, you ever seen this video? Mm -hmm. And it blows your mind. Yeah. So does that mean, where, where do you stand on that issue, Will, just for the record? I mean, I think there's a lot of compelling evidence uh, in, in favor of the not blind theory. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I'm pretty sure I've seen Stevie Wonder driving a car. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, exactly. I've seen Stevie Wonder on Wilshire in a Bentley truck, and I, I he was driving. Yeah, actually, he he is no. I, I have been at a barbecue restaurant here in Los Angeles uh, called Bloodsos, and he apparently visits there every once in a while to get him some down home cooking. And he's sort of notoriously, or he was at a certain point, sort of notoriously known as a guy who would always keep a, a very attractive young lady on his arm. And I was wondering what is uh okay. What is a blind man getting out of this? You know, is it, is it, does somebody, does, does one of his handlers have to whisper to him? Like, no, she's, she's bad. She's bad. You should, you should hang out with her. Like he has no real way of knowing. Jason, I think what you're forgetting is that, you know, sometimes is it the face touching? What's sometimes going on? the hands can be the eyes. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I think Stevie's probably like, "All right, she's we got a wagon here. Let's go to let's go get some BBQ." Is what yeah, I'm guessing. I mean, I guess because at the end of the day, Stevie is you know he's like, "Hey, I, I am a celebrity. I do have a reputation." At the end of the day, even yeah. though I have no way of 
necessarily knowing if this person is a is a baddie or not yeah i need other people who can hey, what see a, what a to cool see. job that would be though to be like stevie <laughs> wonders like baddie tester like where you're just you're kind of his body man where you whisper like you're saying like you're at the club you're you're at dre's it's more it's actually more of a baddie sommelier if we're gonna yeah, no, get right. into it no no this is a new career will i know you're in between books right now if you need a little extra cash <laughs> you know what i you know what i mean i don't know what you're up to but you know um Will, do you live? Do you live in New York? Uh, I live in D.C. Oh, you do live in D.C. That's twisted, man. Okay, <laughs> so you really live this shit, brother. Yeah, really Will said this, this shit. politics shit ain't God a game, damn. baby. I live in D.C. No, I'm right on Capitol Hill. I mean, January sixth, I was like, I'll just pop down. I'll just, I'll just come. What are you guys doing? I'll just come down. I'll just. You guys have it. You guys just throwing your blankets down on the lawn. I'll come check you guys out. Um, you know, I used to spend a lot of time in D.C. actually because I, I managed a band that was from there. Um, and I would go down, and I always actually kind of liked it, um, which was uh, baffling to a lot of my uh, New Yorker friends. But I think that the the way that L.A. is an industry town and New York can be, I don't think there's anywhere quite like D.C. where every degenerate you meet <laughs> doing bumps in a bathroom <laughs> is like, oh, I work on the Hill. You know, everybody works in politics. Is is that something that you can corroborate yeah i mean you know this will get me in trouble with with uh i used to work in local dc media and people would say you know there's dc and then there's washington you know there's still kind of the cool dc mm. but i mean in reality you're right i mean and and you know it it does get pretty degenerate here i mean i remember <laughs> uh I, I had like a very sheltered existence when i came out here to go to college and you know e even then it was like the student government kids were like deep into coke and all this stuff and sure. so i mean yeah it, it gets people get pretty wild with it um but i'm glad to hear you like dc i mean i, I knew this was going to come up uh you know not living you know the, the fact that dc has kind of a reputation is not that cool and 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 i mean to, very deserved I, I mean you know to be clear but yeah. but yeah i mean it's it i think it's a better town to live in than people give it credit for i don't yeah i mean i think it's it's got some beautiful parts it's like i mean i, I believe if i'm not mistaken it was it was like city planned in in a similar way to paris so it's got like I've been told something like that, that like the way the roads are designed or something, so it can be very pretty. Yeah, it, uh, yeah, it's a French guy. Yeah, it's actually, some say, more beautiful than Paris. I, I've never heard that, Will. I've never heard that one. Can you tell my girlfriend that the next time we're planning a vacation, please? I'd like to still be able, I could still bring weed to D.C. <laughs> exactly. No, you can, there's some nice hotels. I mean, I think because of the the politics thing is, is, is something that's so interesting to me because um, most people don't make any money. You know, it's like a, it's like this. It, it's people truly doing something because they think they're going to change the world, which is so uh, twisted and backwards, <laughs> in my opinion. Um, but I don't know what other I don't know what other industry exists like that. You know what I mean? Like people don't like people will intern to be into, to get into fashion or to get into music or whatever. But it's not because they think they're doing good. It's because they want to be adjacent to celebrity and get rich. I guess education. Yeah, yeah. There's that. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely you know th there's plenty of money floating around. I mean, if you're willing to you yeah, know if, course, if you're willing course. to take money from like the UAE or something, you know. I mean, they, it, it, don't you know, tease me. I, don't tease me. <laughs> <laughs> Look, we don't want to we don't want to slander Beyonce on this show. Will just kind of keep her name out of the mouth, please. <laughs> We're afraid. We're afraid of, of of the hive, as you should be as well. Oh, you know that, that's a good point. I mean, I mean, it it is funny though. I mean, you say that the the obviously I run into a lot of the the young Republican crowd in downtown, and and you know. The amount of, um, you know, that you wouldn't think that those guys would be especially idealistic, but they are, and they, you know, they're like, I'm here to, you know, implement Steve Bannon's vision and stuff like that. I mean, <laughs> it, it gets very bizarre. 
<laughs> the only vision Steve Bannon needs to have is him awakening underneath a dermatologist. But that's a different that's a different discussion. Oh. But I I don't mm. I guess I guess that that everybody, no matter what side of the coin they're on, you're saying is truly there to like push the agenda, and that's kind of like baseline what you have to have to make this work yeah i mean it, it honestly it, it it can get the i think the contradictions really add up if you if you aren't into it uh you know it's certainly like the federal side of dc if you aren't into it because of you have bigger you know sort of ideological goals or or hopes um you know there's yeah, not really much yeah. of a reason to be here because you know it sure, is sure, like, sure. <laughs> a lot of these things i go to like these events or you know i was, I was just thinking the the trump hotel like lobby scene was a big social scene here oh, baby and i mean it is grimy and it is just like <laughs> wow this sucks you know i mean like <laughs> i went to this uh this hotel there the hotel downtown that all the proud boys had hang out in and it's called um it's just like it's like the tourist it's like a like a like a flop house essentially okay. i mean it is a it is grim and so uh yeah there, there's there's certainly not a lot of glamour i guess is the point i'm trying to make yeah no there's the, the, the correspondence generally happens once a year oh and even that man i'll tell you what that that can look i mean <laughs> maybe not by la standards but i think on tv it can look like oh you know hassan minaj is here perhaps but the the thing itself is like the ballroom it's it's really it, it, it yeah. i mean you know it's sort yeah. of like any banquet you're kind of like oh this wasn't very fancy yeah, it's airport air, airport marriott vibes well do you do you, you you mentioned young republicans a few minutes ago do you think that you know i i, I don't think you went to the the young republican meet up with Red Scare in New York <laughs> with Roger Stone. But I think you, you guys talked about it briefly on your show a couple of weeks ago when it happened. But do you think that type of event is trying to kind of reignite that Nixon era glamour of being a Republican and just kind of living high on the hog and getting fucked up and drinking and doing coke and you know living like that versus the Republican kind of conservative demographic nowadays, which is slack jawed yokels so as, as you said i mean that that um that nixon glamour such as as it is i mean you have roger stone who really i mean he obviously he has nixon tattooed on his back right mm -hmm. <laughs> and, i always forget legendary that. i always forget that and it's so amazing it's so good and and so he's kind of like a loose guy i mean he's like you know he's a famously a swinger all this stuff and he's like, you know, hey, kids, come on down. I'm going to teach you Nixon's martini recipe. And, you know, according to my colleague who went, is just, I guess, pouring a lot of gin in a glass, in a martini glass. <laughs> and, I mean, you have these guys, especially the, the sort of the, um, the New York Young Republicans Club who see themselves as, like, these very contrarian, edgy types. Um, the guy who put on that event back in 2016, he organized this, like, kind of bizarre uh, art event where like Milo Yiannopoulos bathed in pig's blood. Oh, I remember Shit. that. I remember that. Yes, of course. Oh, I mean, I iconic just seared into my memory. And then you have, <laughs> but then you have like sort of the average Republican who then is like, wait, what the hell? And these pictures, <laughs> like for example, the, the, the pig's blood picture will resurface when, whenever some of these guys get kind of crosswise with another Republican activist, and they'll be like, look, this guy's a Satanist. He's like bathing in pigs. <laughs> yeah, they love Satanists. They love they love saying and anything is Satanism. That's one of my favorite. Like, no one's taking it that far, guys. Um, <laughs> that's just not what it is. But I mean, I do think that like, it's like anything else, though. If, if, if it's rebranded properly, it becomes, you know, appealing to a new audience. Yeah, I mean, I, I will say, you know, like Jason said, I didn't go to the uh, the Roger Stone thing. I looked at, they, they put up like a Google Drive of the photos, and I was clicking through, and I was 
like, oh, brother, this looks rough. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it is. They, they couldn't get the Cobra Snake to come out there, huh? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Get the, <laughs> the, the late night shots crew or whatever. Yeah. So you were so you were you were clicking. So you're clicking through the BFA photos of the of the Roger Stone event. And you're saying it wasn't it wasn't hotties R us is what you're saying. <laughs> it, it, I mean, it, it definitely was like it was a lot of guys with like cravats or sort of sort of you know young guys who are sort of affecting like a an old cool guy style yeah um, you know roger stone writes a an annual best and worst dress list so i think <laughs> th th this crew is like a lot of uh sartorially inclined people but maybe maybe not in, in ways that are benefiting them can i ask who publishes roger's list or is this more <laughs> of like a left sets letter style email i would love it's, to yeah know. it's in the it's in the september um, issue every year chris you haven't seen it yeah what who is publishing this no, Who's publishing this? It, yeah, it's on his blog. Yeah, it's not, <laughs> okay, 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 I, I, okay. I think it's called the Stone Zone. <laughs> really? Okay, this is starting to sound like Jason now. This is starting <laughs> to sound like something Jason would do. The Stone Zone is his blog, and he does a best dress. And the the best dress list is is comprised of political figures only he's not or is he dipping into celebrity as well he's like zendaya was not mother today at the golden globes <laughs> <laughs> i think he gets into some celebs like usually it's sort of low-hanging targets like uh like sam stone or sorry sam smith he'll probably hit this okay, year. okay okay but, okay but he's he's sort of admirably bipartisan about it like i think you know he'll go in on don lemon maybe but then he'll kind of be like well i got to admit uh you know chris cuomo he, he's he's a dapper gent <laughs> This is so. Say good, what you dude. want about the guy. The guy can dress. This is so good. I'd pay a hundred. I'd pay one hundred and forty dollars to have him do that live. I would rather hear that than him teach me how to make Richard Nixon's martini. Yeah, he he should really take a page out of maybe like a RuPaul's book and offer <laughs> you know scathing criticism or maybe. You Are know, we uh, sitting on? Is Roger Stone the Joan Rivers we need on E? Is this what we? <laughs> is this what we've uncovered? On I mean, that's that's the problem. Is is the the extreme conservative right there? their cast of characters is so entertaining and rich and delightful. It's just a shame that they're real life characters that could potentially harm the world. Yeah, They're so They're so funny. And like, I, I believe they're in on it to an extent, but it almost makes you, you forget for a second how <laughs> awful they are when Trump is coming up with names for DeSantis. It's like, damn, this is pretty fucking funny. Like calling this guy meatball is fucking funny. Like that on is, face value. That is good stuff. You know, that's good material. Well, he's got, I mean, th this new tiny D thing I like. He's kind of floating <laughs> these trial balloons. Yeah, no, totally. No, he's he's tiny D. He, yeah, he's testing yeah. out material, dude. He's testing. Oh, that's good. Like like a classic stand up hitting the store at midnight for a tight <laughs> five. He's trying. <laughs> he's just trying out material for this race. You know. No, I I think that's exactly it, Chris. Because these stories sort of read like Trump has a list of like a hundred, and then he's calling up reporters and saying, "Why don't you put out there that I'm going to call him Meatball?" <laughs> yeah, no, it's just, just a litmus test. I mean, it's too funny, and I mean the fact that I, I'm not a DeSantis expert. Expert. I am a Florida lover. Um, I am on record with that. But I just, I guess that the fact that he went to, didn't he go to Yale and Harvard? Um, he's definitely an Ivy League guy. Yeah, I, I, I'm not totally sure. But, but is it like, is it, is it, I guess I just feel like that would be such a bigger part of the story if he was on the other side. But because he's just so insane and I don't think anyone cares 
on his his own people don't talk about that, which I feel like might endear him to some on the other side. They don't even talk about him being gay. You know, I know it's crazy. I mean, well, that you guy- see, Trump is hinting at that, right? He's saying, you know, maybe a man will be accusing you soon. <laughs> He's so sick. I mean, he does wear a Cuban heel um, quite often, and I don't think that's a sign of sexual preference. But it is interesting. Speaking of of conservatives be dressing, you guys were also talking about. Um, Jordan Peterson's style of, of wear. Yes. And that's something that we, I don't know if you heard oh, us talking but, <laughs> about that a, a couple episodes ago, yeah. but just kind of yeah. basking in the majesty of how just insanely terrible he dresses. Do you think his fan base just sort of looks the other way at that? Or are they drinking the Kool-Aid and, and thinking to themselves, damn, maybe I do need to get a baby blue suit with you know my tweets embroidered <laughs> on the inside lining of this. No, I, I think they're into it. I mean, I think it, it is kind of the Roger Stone thing of like they're they're dressing in these very like refracted ways of actual good ways to dress, and it's sort of like what they imagine like a guy in the 30s would dress. I mean, obviously not with mm-hmm. his tweets in the lining, but I mean, <laughs> it, it is. I mean, Jordan Peterson he loves these suits, and you know, as I was talking about on on, on our podcast, like he, basically there's this company that I I think effectively tricked him. I mean. I think this is a guy right? who he he was like at the top of the world and then he got addicted to benzos. His daughter gets him eating um, uh, only steak, right? He only eats steak and salt mm-hmm. and water. Yeah. And then he ends up in these like Russian sanatoriums and he's kind of gone for a while. <laughs> and so I think he's a guy who's like kind of easily influenced seemingly uh, just as he is sort of influencing other young guys who are gullible. And so then, but this company made him they made him 12 suits and each one for his 12 rules rules for life. And they ship him like it. One is like, so good. It, it's for heaven and hell. So it's half sheep's wool and half, uh, <laughs> half goat's wool. I mean, it's, it's evil. I mean, it, it, it honestly, it's, a, it's an abomination. Satanic at its root. His dressing style has been mocked quite a lot. And then there's also what's interesting that we've noticed, um, Jason specifically, is there's a parallel between his suiting and uh, DJ Steve Aoki's suiting. <laughs> or, or just kind of like crypto investor dudes in general. Mm-hmm. Just gaudy, flashy, insane garments where it, you feel as if they are not selecting them themselves. And like you said before, like companies are sort of tricking them into wearing these clothes because they don't really know or care. They're just like, what do I wear? I don't know. I'm too busy changing the world. Um, this company just mailed me a suit. I guess I'll just put the world's ugliest suit on because it's just sitting here. I'm too busy changing the world. But it, it's also, you know, it, I guess it's peacocking as well. That's a that seems like a, a common trait for those types of folks. I don't well, know. Yeah, I mean, we know peacocking from back in the. I mean, obviously Steve Aoki's been around since the the, the days of uh, you know the game and what have you. <laughs> uh, the the uh, I mean, this company that made the the Jordan Peterson suits, they seem to do this a lot with celebrities, um, and really kind of like. Guys who were maybe down on their luck. I mean, they hit up Kevin Sorbo. He's really into their suits. Um, the, the Hercules. Hey, he's still making some good mailbox money on the CW <laughs> reruns. Damn. Right? Is, now, but is he also is he also right leaning? Oh yeah, very he much. Is, so. Right. Yeah, yeah, he's like a notorious like. Okay, okay. So they only. Well, well. There's a wild card here, and it's George from Seinfeld. He's worn there. <laughs> what the. F- so Jason Alexander. So so I, I, he's got to get himself off this website is what I'm saying. He's the only one who's been truly tricked, I guess. Yes. Because he should know better. That is yes. so interesting. That is so interesting. Like the idea that there are just like there's a company out there seeding right wing celebrities with suiting 
and it must it must be working in some way. It must be like they can't if they keep doing it. It must they must be seeing a return. Oh, totally. Use code Peterson. You would you would think. <laughs> I don't. I don't think Jordan has anybody in his pussy posse who's telling him like, bro, yes, yes. the suit is not it. But Jason Alexander, you you got to think that Jerry or Larry or any of these you know millionaire, semi stylish, grown adults, you know, someone's gonna send him a text and be like, hey, buddy, I mean, like, we got a reputation yeah, here. Like, what's, what's going like, on, pal? Netflix renewed this. We're about to make another five hundred million. We can't. You can't risk this. <laughs> I mean, I wonder. No, let's ideate for just one second while we have you, Will, an expert. Yeah. Who, if you, if you had to guess, who would be in Jordan Peterson's pussy posse? Well, I mean, one guy who is. I mean, uh, uh, Joe I, Rogan. Well, no, I mean, I, I, like, uh, is Andrew Tate? I mean, I, when he's not in prison. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. So, okay yeah. Okay, I, so I mean, he Tate, like yeah, you know hung point. out with uh, Peterson's daughter when you know peterson was was hanging out in romania or wherever i mean so so yeah who do, i mean rogan certainly um ben shapiro oh so all the winners he's got all the guys <laughs> but, i mean yeah you know the the days of what toby mcguire and ethan supley yeah no they're <laughs> out you know now different. this is the modern day pussy posse. <laughs> the modern day the incel youtube pussy posse is what we've just created and i think these guys i mean the problem is these guys he needs a johnny drama in his ear letting him know that ain't it chief. yeah that ain't it chief mm -hmm. I mean, but how how much money are these guys fucking pulling down? Like, what do we think Peterson's really oh, really so taking down? Like, it's fucked <laughs> up, right? It's like serious. Tens of millions a year, easily. I would say. I mean, he's he's kind of like like I said. I mean, I, it, the the whole like Benzo thing threw him off for a while, and so it's probably not what it was. You're telling you're, te you're telling me, Chief. Yeah, we've been, we've been that. <laughs> um, <laughs> that kind of fucked but, but, up Chris's portfolio for a couple of years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well. So yeah, I mean, but I mean, I'm sure he's pulling in like huge amounts of money just from speaking fees, and you know, he's he's got you know he's got a, a show on Ben Shapiro's network. He's got uh, you know his book, I, I Twelve Rules for Life. I'm sure still sells like just enormous amounts. Mm -hmm. I think we, fr I, I I do think that 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 the you know any of us who are on the right side of history sometimes fail to to realize like how truly how much money these guys are fucking making and like how serious of an operation it is because i think it's easy to kind of laugh at them and just be like these guys are so stupid like there's no way this my pillow guy is selling yeah yeah i think that many pillows and you know just from a profit margin standpoint like how much money is oh this i mean like yeah i think the, we true write them off you know and we, we and, should and i I think when you understand how much money it is, it, it sort of helps people ground them and sort of understand how powerful they are and influential versus just yes. like, oh, this is a weird yeah. guy some reporters found online. I mean, like the MyPillow guy, despite being, you know, obviously pretty nutty. I mean, <laughs> the, it, the, these Fox News emails that came out recently, he was he's basically like they're just desperate to keep him in their good gra or keep yeah. him saying his yeah. good graces. Yeah. He insulted them on Newsmax. He's like, oh, Fox sucks, whatever. And they sent him a gift basket signed by the CEO and was like, Mike, please. <laughs> you know we love you <laughs> dude here's a fox news quarter zip please don't do yes. that <laughs> i mean it feels it feels odd that you you are such a powerful poor uh you're such a powerful force in in that world and you really are relying on somebody who sells pillows for a living in order to kind of keep your your machine running and i think you, i think your your show is saying they have or tucker has like three million viewers yeah i think that that's about and right that's just such a small uh, such a small amount of viewers it's very small i mean like you know most tiktoks do more than that but but it has such a powerful stronghold on them yeah i mean it, it's incredible i mean the, the you know you talk about um like uh 
you know, the money involved here. I mean, Steven Crowder, you know, the guy from the, you know, convince me otherwise meme. Yeah. Uh, you know, <laughs> he he was he was just, you know, he was feuding with Ben Shapiro because he said Ben Shapiro made me a low ball offer. They insulted me with my contract. And it was something like for, th- you know, I'm paraphrasing here, but it's something like for three years, he would get $80 million. And he was like, this insults me. This is way too low. <laughs> that's so sick. I mean, that's insane. It's insane. That's Aaron Rodgers money, baby. That, that really, that's yeah, that's max contract type shit. <laughs> I, I just think that, that that part is is underestimated, which I also feel like there's a different, the way it works is a little bit different in that world where it's kind of like you have. I feel like they're hearing about things only from these like limited sources that they trust. You know what I'm saying? Like I feel like if Tucker Carlson or Andrew Tate or or even Jordan Peterson gives you the cosign, then they go over and check you out. But I don't know if there's a lot of discovery going on otherwise. Like I don't know how curious these people are. Oh, totally. I mean, there's a lot of um, you know, these people are tuning into the the Steven Crowder show at noon or what have you, or 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 Dan Bongino or, or you know, all, all these characters. And it really is sort of what you um people call like the Sean Hannity extended universe. Like if you can get <laughs> in with those guys, like if you're a part of Sean Hannity's crew and he's gonna put you on and you just make a website like with your name or you call it like just the news or something and then you know you're going to be a millionaire pretty quick it's, it's like having a podcast about college basketball and the ringer signing you like you you're just yeah. kind of yeah you're minted at that point you're good to go yeah i mean it's 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 really it really is fascinating i mean obviously it's like it's dark as hell um which is is kind of like i think what you can analyze it and look at it and if you try to take that out of it it's it's really insane um but i think that the the tucker like this this happened to me like we were when jason when we were doing shows in the uk i was talking to someone in the fashion industry about the the whole balenciaga thing and he was like really he was like what happened like everywhere else in the world it's like not that big of a deal basically is what he was saying to me and i was like i was explaining to him that like well yeah it it was on tucker carlson and he was like that's it i'm like that's it bro like that's all that's all it takes for something to go absolutely nuclear and people to say like demna's eating children like it's that easy well he is but still yeah (laughs) yeah sure for something for something to go that crazy and i think it's i think it's like i don't know if 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 people in those kind of positions wield the same kind of power outside of america i mean i guess the same way that all you need is the cut to write a story about it and it goes crazy no but it's a different it's a different level because people that are reading i would say new york magazine are a little more i don't want to say smart but but probably a little more smart but also a little more like um able to see nuance or see both sides where i think that if you're watching tucker every night that's fucking gospel Mm -hmm. like whatever he says is what you're doing there's no critical thinking about it is my guess yeah yeah i mean i I think that's more or less the case. I mean, you know, he pushes all these wacky ideas and the audience stays with him. I mean, a couple months ago, he was doing the ball tanning thing. I don't know if y'all saw that. <laughs> Jason Jason subscribes to it, but if you could kind of tell our listeners about it, that'd be great. Yeah, so I'm very was, familiar I mean, with it. He was, he was platforming, or, you know, I hate to say platforming. It sounds like, you know, I'm just terrified of these guys. But, like, but you know, he, he basically did this thing about the, the, he did a documentary on the sort of the new masculinity. And so he got a guy named Raw Egg Nationalist, who, <laughs> um, among other things, uh, you know, it, Obviously, eats, eats raw eggs and, uh, and and tans his balls, and then and they kind of put it to this very um, this like you know kind of like two thousand one space. I was like, ah, you know, and Tucker's like, wow, that's a one masculine guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, I wanted I wanted to talk about QAnon a little bit. Um, yeah, you obviously have been 
covering QAnon and conservatives for a long time, and you likely have become a target of of QAnon, I'm assuming, right? Yeah, yeah. What are the chances that you appearing on How Long Gone will create a level of uh, a, an unsafe environment for my family? Oh yeah, I mean they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna put you guys on the list as well. I mean I'll uh, I'll see you guys in Guantanamo Bay soon enough. I guess. <laughs> okay, well I, I think we have to then maybe start skewering you, arguing with you, berating <laughs> you just in order to save my life is what it sounds like. Yeah, mm-hmm. you got to say like you you got to admit that you know that John Podesta art really was pretty weird though, right? <laughs> you know, like stuff like that. Yeah. Have have you had some have you had some run-ins or has it been mostly hot air? Yeah, no, I mean it it is, you know, I, I don't want to overplay it. I mean, a lot of QAnon people are kind of like just like befuddled grandparent types. And so they tend to be nicer than like when I'm covering neo-Nazis or something. Sure. Uh, but the, uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, Q posted a lot of my tweets and was sort of like, you know, show this guy what's what. 4chan, do your thing. Yeah, no, <laughs> exactly. It, you know, it ranges from kind of the classic like death threats or like, you know, ooh, I can't wait to see you in a body bag, like, you know, pet sure. whatever. Um, to, you know, I uh, I went to some QAnon conventions and there was one where, you know, I, I was not like in disguise or anything. I was just kind of chilling in the front row. And this guy gets up there and he says, you know, there's Will Summer in the audience. But he wasn't pointing at me. He was pointing at another guy who looked like me, who I guess is a QAnon <laughs> believer. And he was like, there he is. Get him. And the guy's like, what? You know, they, 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 they all started getting up in this guy's face. <laughs> On January 6th, this guy, you know, and it was like getting getting hairy. And I was like, all right, I got to keep a low profile here. Some guy goes, Will Summer. And I was like, oh, God, you know, I'm done for. And he just he was a QAnon guy, but he just wanted a selfie he was like you and me man we know all about q uh, oh so, you know, it, like it, he was impre- <laughs> he knows that you have such a deep knowledge that he feels a kinship yeah exactly and you know he's like oh you know all the characters like you wrote this article about a QAnon guy i didn't like and you know it's like maybe you're working for q and that's why you write about it all the time to like get the word oh, out and- oh this is so sick it goes full circle where they're like you know what keep your enemies closer exactly a fellow scholar at the blade maybe th- that <laughs> That is so interesting that it goes full circle. But I mean, I guess. So what do you think? What are the the main? I mean, obviously, besides being a little bit of a dumb dumb, what are the main kind of <laughs> traits that could lure some that lure that lure someone into this? Like what? No what, pussy. Yeah, obviously that. But what do you <laughs> what do you see as as things that you saw over and over again that, to kind of prove your theory? Yeah, I mean, often it's people who like it, in, in a weird way they can sort of trace their radicalization themselves with pretty clear eyes, except they think it's like a good thing that it happened. <laughs> uh, you know, they'll say, "Well, you know, I had this illness and I got in all this medical debt, and then I was like." man, the world is screwed up. You know, who did this? And then, you know, rather than, you know, you know, sort of look at uh, the way America's structured or whatever, they say, uh, you know, the problem is the cabal, you know, and there are these bad guys out to get me, and that's how they get into it. Um, you know, usually it's people who, like, feel rightly or wrongly that they're sort of marginalized, that no one takes them seriously. I mean, you know, if you're someone who gets into QAnon, maybe there's a reason no one already takes you seriously. Good point. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's sort of amazing how especially the people who like really become the leaders in QAnon, it's often people who have like insanely just like they're, they're sort of like classic loser types. I mean, I wrote in my book about this guy who was like, he was a failed screenwriter. His life was really on the skids. He, he, uh, he hated the guy who founded the blacklist, the list of the screenplays, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> Cause yeah, he was yeah, like this yeah. guy, like he wronged me. He had kind of like what, as best I can tell, is kind of like a Kevin Smith knockoff screenplay. <laughs> and so he, he's living with his parents. He's like working in the freezer section of a, 
grocery store. He's fired from the freezer section, and he's like, "Damn it, <laughs> come on, he, bro! How do you get fired from the freezer section?" No, it, it's crazy. Like, it, Too cold. and so he's so mad at the world. He gets into QAnon, and suddenly he becomes like the king of QAnon. And is able to then be like, you know, who's the king of all the pedophiles is the blacklist guy. And oh, sort of, so God. He, he, so kind of a, a Hollywood <laughs> angle for you. So, I mean, it's it's very um, it, it's just crazy. It gives these people like really whether you're a leader or like a, a low level person, it really gives them a sense of meaning. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I, I guess the other question I have about it is, is I mean, obviously, this this is online as hell, but. How often are there these like meetups where everybody gets together to have McDonald's and talk about, you know, talk about their their theories? Is it common that there's like meetups of of large and small scale? Oh yeah, dude. Yeah. So, so okay. I mean, okay. It's really weird. This is a great question. Yeah. I mean, so I I because I love when it goes offline because that's like that's when it really gets interesting. Hell yeah. And so yeah, yeah. You, you know they have these conferences and stuff and, and I mean it was like like members of Congress were going to these like very explicit QAnon conferences, um but but the, the some some of the most interesting stuff is just the local like QAnon chapter. Uh, <laughs> there are there there are these this kind of like this faction of QAnon and they have like IHOP meetups and stuff like this. And they, they always, their slogan is we're doing Patriot shit. So it's like people, you know, with like, like a dozen people in a, like in a Hardee's and it's like, we're doing Patriot shit. And they're filling Jesus out like, Christ. um, just like, like petitions to overturn the election. Damn. <laughs> so, so you're saying me and me and 12 of my homies from the message boards head down to the Hardee's at 8 AM on a Saturday and we're going to kind of talk about the problems and then sign some petitions to get kind of Trump back in there. Yeah. Is the vibe. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's that kind of crew. And, it, and it's all sort of different walks of life. I mean, it, it, it's interesting see, seeing who's drawn to these things. Like, it's a lot of old folks, some young people, all these different, you know, races. Uh, th- this, but, you know, these local QAnon groups, they can get a little crazy with it, too. I mean, uh, there was one lady who she she was she linked up with a local QAnon group and they gave her like some QAnon awareness bracelets stuff like this and then eventually she started plotting to launch a an armed attack on a foster home with some other QAnon believers oh, and the cops were like yeah this all started because she was just like hanging out with with her local QAnon club you know it is it is and I'm, I'm sure you've had many thoughts like this but it is truly like a um kind of like a view at at society and how far people will go to like kind of be felt like they're being seen you know um oh yeah and i i find that to be that that's not that feels like something that's like you know part of the fabric of humanity a little bit you know what i mean um and and that doesn't surprise me but i guess it it just goes um it goes like violent you know what i mean versus like i made a cool tiktok or something and I, I don't know. I, I guess I'm wondering why the violence is such a part of it. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's it sort of at the core of QAnon. There's this belief that Donald Trump is going to arrest all the pedophiles, and then the rest of us are going to live. I mean, you know, it's like Barack Obama, Hillary, Tom. The, re- the rest of us relax, okay? You're, uh, we don't <laughs> know if you're not us, a, the last. We don't. We don't know if you're not a pedophile yet. I, I don't know. Well, certainly, I, a lot of know. QAnon people would say I'm, I'm working for the cabal or whatever. I, you know, I'm, I'm doing. I've done my research, but go ahead. So, so, go so ahead. then, you know the rest of us are going to live in this utopia and so i think it's often underplayed it's like all of your debts will be abolished if you're a renter you'll own the house you live in all this kind of stuff so there's this real like like financial appeal for people too and that i think gets them like really going about it i mean in terms of like the world of weird QAnon crimes i mean there was a QAnon guy who killed the head of one of the five mafia families i mean it really is like really kind of crazy stuff that he just rolled up and he was like yo like you know i i gotta take you in for q and they kind of got in a 
scuffle and he killed him. I mean, it is it, it really activates. Yeah, people. no, I mean, yeah. If, if they do a Sopranos reboot, we got to consider that for one season two. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's a that's a nice script. I I want to also. What is the what is the level of of religion? Because it feels like some shit that's adjacent but also maybe replaces it yeah I, I was actually wondering a similar thing like where where do the lines between cult and religion get blurred with with QAnon? yeah i mean i, I think it's a great question it, it the it is i mean it is so based on a belief system and a lot of QAnon people see it as sort of like almost like the bible plus two or you know part two or something where they, they they're sort of like you the know, bible this, reloaded yeah <laughs> expanded edition exactly like what xxl <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, 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 so they're, I mean, they see it a, a, like these are people who are often into these like really charismatic, like Pentecostal churches where it's like the devil is a real guy and he's out there doing trouble and I am going to fight him. And so they see this as, um, you know, QAnon is just an addition to that, you know, and it's telling them about all these Satan worshipers. I mean, when I go to QAnon events, they have, you know, like speaking in tongues, they have altar calls where people go up and, you know, they get the, the kind of like the exorcisms or what have you. Um, I mean, there there are people who, you know, get into QAnon because of their religion. And then there are people who get into religion because of QAnon, where they're like, you know, I was lost and I got into Q. And then it's like, all right, well, you know, if George Soros is the devil, you know, who's who's Jesus? And, you know, they get into it. From Great there. question. Great question. I ask myself that often. <laughs> well, um, uh, I wanted to talk about 4chan, 8chan and all that stuff. It's something that you have probably had to look at in a lot of people who are researching this this world you know a lot of that a lot of the stuff happens on these uh message boards where a lot of you know terrible you know it's the fucking the armpit of the internet all the worst stuff is there do you ever see anybody who is sort of doing this similar line of work where you look at these sites so much that you end up you know kind of being converted a little bit or like a little bit of like doing pete townsend style research on a, on a subject <laughs> To where people are like, maybe you're like getting into this a little too much kind of thing. Like, is that something you have to keep an eye on yourself? I I mean, yeah, certainly it is a lot of, you know, heavy, heavy stuff to take in. And I mean, it's, it's uh, you know, it, it can be a real downer. I mean, you do have to, I think, just keep, I mean, just to use sort of an extreme example, there was a guy, uh, I think in Portland, who was sort of a, in a similar milieu as I, as I am, sort of a, an extremism reporter. And then I, I think it was like a synagogue got vandalized and maybe some fires got started and it turned out to be him. Mm. Um, and so th this this Whoa. reporter sort of went to the dark side and, uh, you know, became this extremist himself. All right. So, yeah. Be careful, chief. All right. Don't go to. All right. Now, now I'm worried. Like, I hope somebody's checking on you. I need to know who's in your pussy posse now because this <laughs> this is like I don't want you going to the dark side. I don't want to lose you, Will. I don't want to lose you like that, bro. Thank you, Chris. I mean, the key is you just have to like, you know, when I talk to me, people People get so sucked into this stuff and it's, it's just very key, important to have you know it, it, i'm gonna say offline friends but you know no one is really that offline anymore but just having people who are sure. maybe into like fantasy sports and stuff like that you know <laughs> sure. regular more. you need some regular homies is basically you need some you need some dumb dumb friends like the rest of us who just want to have a 12 pack you know watch the game exactly we can we can go to hardy's we don't need to light it on fire do yeah, patriot we don't shit to, we don't do any patriot shit i just love a biscuit in the morning what can i say we don't need to tie up the cashier now now my question is is now that so this book has been out you know you're obviously you're probably doing some press around it still or whatever it's been it's been a month or so yeah um now do you feel like this is 
are you done with this shit? Are you like, I did it. I wrote, I literally wrote the book on it. I need to move on. This is taking up so much mental space. Yeah. You know, it's a good question. I, I, I do think I'm, uh, you know, unless something really crazy happens with QAnon, I, I definitely won't be, you know, returning to for another QAnon book or something. But I mean, I think the, the right wing stuff, I love covering it. I mean, it, it's the characters in it, as y'all said. I mean, they're so weird. One aspect I love is there's so much like factionalism and rivalry that it makes reporting on them really easy. They're always secretly yeah. recording one another. So they'll be like, you know, <laughs> well, you know, look at this recording I got of this guy. And I'll say, OK, great. You know, in a way that, you know, if you're covering a city council. Sure or or whatever i mean people really don't do that a lot so you you have potentially been a pawn in someone else's bigger game perhaps oh yeah you know you always have to think you know what's you know uh what's this person's end game trying to you know take this other guy down i mean people really get intense with it or they'll be like you know look up this guy's arrest you know i mean some of these QAnon guys i wrote about you know they, they hate pedophiles right and so their thing is this one QAnon guy, he he had a previous conviction for, you know, essentially sleeping with a teenager when he was a high school teacher. So, I mean, the, these people are always kind of putting one on uh, to, to to gain advantage. Yeah, I mean, a classic trade to the journalist. You know, it's a it's a is it how tied is it to Trump? Like if Trump goes away, does QAnon go away? You know, I think QAnon as we know it probably will but i think the the ideas at its core this idea that you know world elites drink children's blood that uh you know the all these elections were stolen all this kind of stuff i mean that'll stay with us i think for a while um you know with pizzagate you know the sort of the precursor to that yeah that 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 had a lot of kind of pre-QAnon elements to it. But then when there was a shooting at Comet Ping Pong and all these lawsuits came out and suddenly everyone was like, oh, let's chill on the Pizzagate. <laughs> it comes back as QAnon a year later. So I think, you know, if Trump goes away, I mean, he, he really is so core to it. I mean, they call him their God Emperor, right? I mean, they love this dude. But I think it, this kind of conspiracy theory thinking is going to be with us for a while. What level? And Trump, like, acknowledges it lightly, but he doesn't go too far in, correct? Like, he won't. Oh, well, Chris, he's getting kind of deeper in, actually. Because I was always under the impression he, like, likes the support, but doesn't want to align. Well, it, it, it's getting. It, you're right. Up until the past few months where he's been posting QAnon memes on Truth Social, his, his kind of his network. And so he's posting like pictures of himself wearing Q buttons and he's posting like, I am the storm and all this stuff. So he's he's weirdly getting into it. You know, that said, I mean, he at rallies, QAnon people have to turn their shirts inside out and all this stuff. So he's kind of like, you know, why don't you just stay away from the cameras? Maybe maybe don't make it so obvious uh, that we're buddies. So, yeah. So so he wants because he probably needs it more now than he did previously. Exactly. As far as. OK, so it's just it's a time and place yeah and he's gearing up to call ron DeSantis a pedophile right i mean i don't know if you've seen this thing where he has like a picture of ron partying with high school students when he was a teacher oh yes 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 yeah, yeah and, i have seen that and he's like oh like could this be our beloved ron you know so it seems like QAnon would be helpful if you if you wanted to take that tag I, I yeah i mean obviously i think that like it's like free labor <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah. what i mean like for depending on you know what you're what you're trying to do but it's all it is all very fascinating i do think that it does it i mean I know you're able to detach, but does it feel, does it ever wear on you as far as like, damn, this is so dark and this is such a large swath of people? Or is it you can kind of you can you can compartmentalize? Yeah, I mean, I, I I think it does when I when you know it's a good point to think about how many people it is. I mean, you know, these polls come out and say like three to seven percent of Americans believe in QAnon, and you think, well, that's not that many, and then you think, well, that's millions of people, you know? I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally, it's enough. People. Yeah, and, and so like 
like in the lead up to January 6th, for example, I was looking at, you know, I felt like, geez, a lot of people think the election was stolen. And then if you extrapolate that to, you know, I mean, if you think this is like the end of America, unless you do something, I think it was it was it's sort of natural for that something like that would happen. Speaking of uh, elections being stolen and, and Trump, you know, where everyone's sort of waiting to see if he's going to get perp walked um, out of Mar-a-Lago, do you? Uh, what do you think is going to happen, and when do you think it's going to happen? Yeah, I mean, it seems like the DA all of a sudden is really chilling on it, right? It's like everyone is, is you know, cable news is running the twenty four seven stuff. We're ready to go, and he's like, "Hey, grand jury, take a break today." It's a little Q esque, isn't it? You know, it is. It is sort of like, well, maybe, maybe they're going to indict Biden. Uh, you know, <laughs> that's sort of the, the Q thought. About we need, it. we need some more time to build our case against Hillary and all that stuff. <laughs> Oh, I was just going to say, one of the things I'm fascinated about is this debate over whether Trump wants to be perp-walked. Yeah. Like, whether he thinks he'll look, you know, he'll do kind of like a big smile with the handcuffs or something like that. Mm -hmm. That'll sell a lot of t-shirts. I think he definitely wants to be perp-walked. I mean, that's like, that is in line with his entire personality, you know? Mm -hmm. um, especially that visual. I mean, that will be a picture that really has a life. Oh, totally. Like like when he was leaving the hospital after having COVID and he wanted to have the Superman shirt on. Yeah. Very similar. <laughs> I forgot about that. It's so sick. <laughs> oh, that's so good. That's so fucking funny. Yeah, I, I think that uh, if if Trump is planning this and wants to be perp walked out for the photo op, he's probably trying to sell maybe a new hat design. What do you think this hat's going to say? Oh, that's a good question. Um, you know, make America unindicted or you know acquitted again. You know, I guess it's unfortunately his right, his yeah. followers probably don't know what acquitted means. You know, so it's, it's <laughs> I, I just don't. You know, I read though that Stormy Daniels has a new man who's a porn star, and they're releasing a, a collaboration ASAP to kind of capital. This is real. <laughs> a collaboration on what? A, cl a collaborative film where they work together oh, in the pornography space. <laughs> okay. Jason's so innocent here. <laughs> I know, I know. What do you mean? Oh. I don't know. Maybe they're releasing a flannel. Who's to say? Yeah, no, it's, it's tough to know. But so they, th this is happening. And I, I believe that the release is, I think they're trying to time it with the you know the arrest and I, I think it's causing some problems in the in the pipeline you know because it's they fucking can't, up our distribution schedule yeah, yeah they can't get a straight answer you know they can't get a fucking straight answer from anybody um will do you ever i mean anybody in your situation you know where you're sort of looking at this craziness from afar and you're able to laugh at it and find the humor in it um but Obviously, you you know you. <clears throat> I'm assuming believe or you know firmly against all of this stuff, and you feel like it is a real problem. Do you ever envy people who are a little more apolitical, perhaps? Yeah, I mean, totally. I mean, the you know, I I, I think being being able to disconnect from that stuff. I mean, you know, sometimes I'll, I'll talk to friends of mine who are like I'll, I'll mention whatever is sort of the the latest outrages of the day, or maybe you know this anticipated Trump indictment, and they'll say. You know, like, what are you talking about? You know, I'm not aware of this at all. And I mean, it seems nice to uh, to to not know about it and sort of just sort of float along. Yeah. Yeah. It seems nice. But also, do you judge people who are able to do that? Yeah, definitely. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I mean, how could you not? How could you not? That's your you know, that would be the coping mechanism to feel like, you know, this is not all for nothing, you know? Yeah, exactly. I mean, it, it, you, you know, I think if I did feel that that you could ignore it and everything would be fine. I, yeah, I think I'd have to find another line of work. I mean, I, 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 I feel like I was like, 
obsessing over uh, like World of Warcraft or something like, uh, you know, if, it, if none of it matters. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I think that d- detachment <laughs> is, is key for all of us. But how online are you? Are you worse than me? What do you think? Honestly, Chris, you know, I, I've heard you talk about your screen time and, you know, the the, the, the phone alert that, it, you know, and your desire to get to get the number up on how, how often your screen is open. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I, I think I'm pretty online, but I don't think I'm there. You know, I I feel bad about it. And I, and I think the difference is that, that you don't and you, you crave more. Well, I think the information <laughs> that I'm taking in is probably a little more palatable than the information that you're taking in just based on mm-hmm. our conversation today. So it makes it I, I think if I was having to see what you see, I would probably have a different outlook on it. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, if you're able to, so you're able to like not look at the phone at dinner and have a normal conversation. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it. I I, I think maybe a, a, one aspect of it is that what I look at is so unpalatable that I'm not like, oh man, I got to get back on Telegram and see what like the newest uh, sure. like silver scam is that they're 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 hooking uh, <laughs> sure. senior citizens on. Yeah, sure. That, yeah, that's not the yeah, that's not the most exciting. I guess you're right. Yeah, I'm looking at pictures of celebrities and being like, damn. The chick from Vanderpump Rules looks bad leaving the nail salon. Well, well Chris, <laughs> can I just say I'd like to discuss Vanderpump very briefly. Hey, oh, baby, the floor is yours. Uh, yeah, please. I needed some some like trashy shows to watch while I was cooking, and so you know I was doing Southern Charm, I was doing Summer House, and I was like, I gotta go to the source. I gotta do Vanderpump, and I gotta say, this is my first time watching it. The first couple seasons of it, I mean, they they hit so hard. It is so good. <laughs> Like it's when perfect. it's like it's you know, perfect. Jack sleeping with Kristen, <laughs> watching this stuff. I was like, this is the craziest reality TV has ever been. No, I mean, look, man, it's it's. I couldn't agree more, and I do think it is the source for a lot of it. I think a lot of people credit Housewives, which is, it, mm-hmm. I think, obviously predates, so it it does have some of that. But I think that just that mix of like young people that crave fame and are on cocaine and alcohol and can't stop fucking is the is the. I mean, what is the recipe? That is the that is the boilerplate for reality television, you know. And I think the new twist uh, is is one of the greatest twists in reality TV history. Um, and it's something that we all are just lucky to be living through. It really, I mean, I just just I was on the Vanderpump subreddit before this all broke this this, <laughs> this, this scandal, and people were just posting pictures of them. You know, Ariana and Sandoval is like, oh, I love that this cr- they've made it through all the all the trouble, and then all I this know. comes out. I know. Yeah, I mean, it is. Uh, yeah, it, it's wild. I'm personally afraid for Raquel's uh, well being, and I hope. I mean, obviously, she's in the wrong here, but I hope Andy is kind of beefing up her security or personal security um, because I did see a video of her leaving a nail salon yesterday. She looked absolute. I mean, it's, it was rough stuff and I, I didn't see any security anywhere near and I'm a little afraid. You know, I think that these people take this shit personally. It's, it's twisted. Like it's, it's QAnon level to be honest. Like people take it so seriously in this way that is like so unhealthy, but everybody's invested. The only person that Andy, Andy and Bravo continue to win. Yes, absolutely. I mean, this idea that they're filming the reunion while two of the parties are in a restraining order. So it's like one of them, are they filming it in an airplane hangar? <laughs> yeah, they, it's like a hundred <laughs> yeah, meters apart. Have to be, it's very bizarre. They got to be a hundred feet apart at the reunion, but you can spit. They're, they're filming it. They're filming it at uh, at Vladimir's dinner table. It's real long. Yeah, it's 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 perfect for this situation. <laughs> Will. Speaking of boilerplate, you mentioned that you watch TV while you're cooking, and I just think that's crazy. What's going on with that? Well, you you think so? I mean, I have you ever heard of Jazz and Sonos? Put those two together, and we're <laughs> fucking chopping shallots, baby. <laughs> You know, I I do. I actually just recently made the. I, I got a lot of shallots for my for my CSA. There we and go. So you know the it, it did the Alice, the famous Alice and Roma shallot pasta. Uh, the 
the i mean i did podcasts for a while and then i was like i just need some garbage man and so <laughs> it, it, the beauty of reality tv and also i i did a lot of billions is that they are um you know i i need something that's really talky and that that i don't care about missing you know i mean i'm not watching uh I don't even know. I it, like White Lotus or something here. You know, something it, it, you can bop in and bop out of, and you'll sort of know what's going on. Still. Exactly. It's sort of like we're gonna have a season about someone not getting invited to a party. You know, I can sure. kind of keep up with. That. Sure. Yeah. yeah, it's low stakes. It's low stakes <laughs> stuff. I mean, Billions is. I love Billions, and it's similar to me, where it's like it's the the talking. It's it's not like uh, West Wing level. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But it's 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 a lot of it, and it's like um, it moves quick, and like bad stuff happens. So it's pretty easy to kind of kind of focus on. But I've kind of lost. And the, and the characters' voices are so distinctive that you don't need to be looking at the screen to know who's talking to who. I guess, yeah. which is a, a a big. You can have your NYT cooking app open and and still you know kind of take everything in. As as we're uh, as we're kind of closing things out. What are some non or maybe one non-political conspiracy theory that has got you by the tanned balls? <laughs> um, so, yeah. What, are y'all up on the Dyatlov Pass incident? No. Excuse me? So so this is a, this is a you know, when you, I, when you ask for a non-political one, I, I think this is not political. But so it's this thing, these hikers, and I think the 60s or 70s in the Soviet Union, they're hiking and then suddenly – their bodies are found the next day and they're all like twisted up in weird ways. And so like one guy's missing his tongue, a bunch of them are naked, stuff like this. And so people say it was an avalanche, but to me, it's obviously a Yeti, you know, that, <laughs> okay. that a Yeti came in and, okay. and messed him up. Oh, okay. So you're okay. Okay. Yeah. So, so this, I mean, you know, and, and I've talked, talked with my wife about this and she says, you know, come on, it's, it's an avalanche, you know, it's, it's very simple explanation. But I think if you dig in on the Dyatlov pass incident, I, I'm not a big, like, you know, weird, you know, crypt, cryptids, I guess is what they're called, like yetis or what have you. But I think for me, this that's a pretty obvious one. Okay. That one's a clear cut and dry one. Yeah, I guess it's sort of similar to the staircase, uh, the the theory that the woman was attacked by an owl. The owl. Or or just Brett Easton Ellis' newest book. Maybe the Yeti mm-hmm. has taken over a Beverly Hills high oh, school and is sort is, of ceremonial, yeah, is- ceremonially slaughtering teens and animals is anything is possible in with the with the yeti what about the gnome world we've talked about the gnome world a couple times on the show do you have any uh, insights onto that well so is this you know i i believe in iceland and i i, I may get some blowback here for my icelanders <laughs> but but it, as a country or a concept well, well in, in the country that in um <laughs> that like they think that that gnomes are real and that like before you can do a construction project you have to like certify that gnomes don't live live on the land oh wow like my native american brother this was in a this was in a michael lewis story uh, you know this might be this was like going back to the financial crafts right but that that's my understanding is that they sort of had to certify that like this is not a gnome house right because you don't want that type of juju coming up through the floorboards <laughs> exactly. yeah you don't want to piss off the gnome community with your new construction that could be bad for you and them exactly will are uh, will are you a listener? listener of are you a listener of this podcast will i am yeah i yeah i i enjoyed a lot great who who puts you who puts you on to this will or did you just discover it and walk your, me through your discoverability you know i was listening to um throwing fits and and whatever that used to be called failing upwards and uh and i heard you on that a couple times and uh but since then you guys have certainly had a you've had like a real dream media tour <laughs> you know i feel like uh you, you know you see you in the times stuff like this and eventually i was like all right i gotta i gotta listen okay so finally someone actually says press worked that's amazing <laughs> Amazing to hear. 
And that's kind of my <laughs> takeaway from this podcast. No offense to all my friends in the media. And it, it, the press is obviously amazing for the ego, um, as well as uh, sharing with potential sponsors. Um, but gaining listeners, this is what we actually care it about. It moves the needle in D.C. is what it sounds like. Yes. <laughs> yeah, we're going to – don't worry. We'll come down and do 930 Club for you and five of your friends. You know, no, no problem. And you just, let us, you just let us know what works for you, what dates line up, and we'll, be, we'll make it Honestly, We'll take the Acela. A couple of my friends also into the pot here. So I think you guys are big with the what they call like the lanyard class out here. Yeah, The lanyard class is that – that means the press. Say more on the lanyard class, please. Yeah, sorry. Please. It's, it's people who wear – because everyone here wears their government IDs on lanyards. Okay. And like around your neck, yeah. Okay, so if we do 930 Club with Fugazi, we'll, our merch is going to be a How Long Gone Lanyard. That's, this is good. I think that would be... <laughs> That would be a big hit. Yeah. Damn, that's good. Will Will continues to pay dividends just after only an hour after meeting. This guy's giving us free ideas. Um, thank you, Will. And guys, the the book, uh, Will's book is um, everywhere you buy books. I imagine, correct? Yes. Trust the plan. Available uh, wherever it's on Audible as well. Uh, you know, uh, just all over the place. Okay, great. And um, we'll we'll c- continue to follow you for all of our uh, political news. And if we come down to DC. Um, you know, beers on you. Let's go hit. Let's go hit the Trump lobby if we ever hit DC. Trump, oh, absolutely. No, tr- Trump lobby. I'm paying actually. Uh, all right, thank you. I'll bring a couple Cubans. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much, Will, for joining us. You guys go read the book, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, guys.